In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Well, good morning. We've come together today after many Grace Church folks, other churches and community organizations worked a full day yesterday in the hot sun, humidity, to do as Jesus commands us all to do, to love God and love our neighbor. This campus was alive with activity, so much joy, so much excitement and fervor, all bonded together by this simple command Jesus gave, love God and love your neighbor. Yesterday, we had our first ever back-to-school bash. I find it more than interesting that this is the fourth week of Johannine sermons about Jesus being the bread of life, and how fitting during this time we would have an event in which 14,000 pounds of food was given away to our neighbors, 460 backpacks were given away to students, Around 50 haircuts were given freely away to kiddos ready to look their best on the first day of school. Immunizations for families who are behind, some woefully behind in giving their children immunizations, a time to catch up, as well as a book bus full of books free for the taking. And to top it all off, delicious snow cones for those desiring a sweet and all-natural treat on a very, very hot August day. Cars were lined up nearly all the way to the high school. The lights we have not seen since we were in the height of the pandemic almost a year and a half ago. And 86 very willing and excited volunteers and community members who said yes. 86 people. That's dangerously close to 100 people who showed up on a really miserably hot August day. And what did they do? They gave of their time and their energy to this first ever event at Grace, not just for Grace, but for our community. Let us be mindful. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. No one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever be thirsty. Well, for those of you who have attended a food pantry, every food pantry begins by ringing of the church bell. Yesterday was special for me because my dad, I asked him if he would ring the bell, and he rang the heck out of that bell. I was so proud of him. Yay, Dad! Good job! He rocked it out. And what does that mean? Why is it significant to start this event with the ringing of the bell? Well, as I explained yesterday, and I've explained again and again, it means that worship has begun. And this has been happening since the Middle Ages. Church is in session. We are lifting our hearts and our minds to a higher purpose and intention. This isn't just a food giveaway. No, 
It sets the tone for each time we engage in this life-giving work. And why is it life-giving work? Because it's worship. When we ring the bell, we recognize and acknowledge that this means more than just giving food away. We know that it is only because Jesus offered himself as nourishment for our souls are we then able to feed our neighbors. Another way of saying we are offering the bread of life, because that's what Jesus called himself, we are also saying we offer Jesus to you. Because we have been fed, we then, as disciples, as believers in Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we are then able to feed. Sometimes that is literal, flour and water, which makes bread, that we feed our neighbors with. My goodness, did we hand out loaves and loaves of bread yesterday. Other times, like what happened on our campus yesterday, we caught glimpses of what eternity might look like and why we feast on the body and blood of Jesus. Because when we do so, the eternal is made manifest to, me, to us. It's made real. And I believe grace was witness to this yesterday. Bodies fed, souls fed, smiles made, strangers became friends over the shared communion of giving food, backpacks, school supplies away, haircuts, snow cones, books, and might I even say shots. For myself, yesterday enlarged my view and love of God. Most of the day I walked around with tears in my eyes. I just kept thinking to myself, this is more than amazing. This really is a glimpse of what heaven might be like. Why do I say that? Joy on faces, working together side by side, Everyone sweating like crazy and absolutely nobody complaining. The relief on so many parents' faces as they received abundant blessings in the form of boxes of food and school supplies. I am the bread of life, says Jesus. Whoever comes to me will never hunger and thirst again. Whoever comes to me will live forever. What does that mean? Heaven, eternal life. It's a very humbling thing to know that the work done here could be a reflection of perhaps what heaven is like. Have you ever thought about it that way? There are those moments in life when you know that you are in the flow, when you feel as though if the world ended in that moment, you would be okay because of what you were caught up in. And that's how yesterday was for me, culmination of lots and lots and lots of hours spent working and praying and devotion. And I have to believe that was also the same for others who were here. Blessing others and being a part of the goodness of God is beyond contagious. It's fun. And it's not something that happens every day for most folks. But when it does, it's like manna for your soul. 
Well, I was deeply touched yesterday when one of the hairstylists invited to cut hair made her way to Grace for the first time. She showed up and she said initially that all the cars and people on the church campus scared her away. But then she realized she was in the right place. And when I first was greeted by her, she was overwhelmed with tears. Tears were flowing from her eyes. And this is what she said to me. She said, in all of my years of being a stylist, she had never done anything like this before. And when I asked her what that meant, she said, Suzanne, I've never offered my services to help people with no expectation of anything in return. She then went on to tell me that she couldn't believe a church as small as ours could do something of this magnitude for an entire city. What was humbling for her was that she had been asked to enter in and help. She worked her magic along with Zena, the other stylist, and by the end had cut around 20 or so kiddos' hair. On her way out, I looked down and she was covered in hair. I mean, it was hot under the pavilion, sticky and hot. She had hair sticking to her, all over her face, all over her arms and chest. I asked her if it was itchy and she smiled and she said, yes, but I'm used to it. She looked at me and she said, Suzanne, I really loved this. This was so special. And when I walked her to her car, with tears in her eyes, she looked at me and thanked me over and over for letting her be a part. I tried to thank her for coming here and she wouldn't let me. <laughs> she thanked me again and again. My oldest son, Luke, sat at her stylist chair for about an hour while he slowly sipped his snow cone yesterday. And he relayed this story to me. He said, you know, Mom, when Miss Jill was cutting hair, a young girl, a little bit older than me, came and sat down. She had a lot of hair, Mom. I said, oh, really, Luke? Yeah, Mom, a lot of hair. And then he proceeded to tell me why. My son sat and listened to this little girl say to Jill, she hadn't had a haircut in a year and a half because her parents couldn't afford to take her. Luke overheard her say this as she was getting her haircut. She also shared how she ran track. And now with her new haircut, her hair wouldn't be so heavy and she'd be able to run faster. I have to believe in that moment, this young lady had a taste of Jesus. As her hair was cut in the hot and sticky pavilion at Grace Episcopal Church. Her spirit was fed. And it is amazing to me how even with a haircut, the love of Jesus can be felt and experienced. 
It's what I talk about when I say it's giving arms and legs to faith. It's tangible, it's real, it's heaven on earth. There's no question that he's present in those moments. And I have to believe that after she got her hair cut, Luke said she went over and got a snow cone. And I have to believe that the snow cone tasted better and was more delightful because it too was pure gift, freely given away, any flavor you wanted, yours for the taking. Refreshment for the soul. When Jesus says, I am the bread of life and wants us to eat and drink of his body, some may say it sounds really gross. That's really weird what you Christians do, eating and drinking blood and body. No, he used that to get our attention. We're not literally eating his body and blood. fellow preacher said it this way. Most weeks when we as Christians come to church and when we take to ourselves the bread and the wine of the Holy Supper, our thoughts are just way too small. We cannot exaggerate what we're getting through that meal. Mostly our imaginations are simply not big enough. Our expectations are so pedestrian and trivial. It's rote. It's so blasé. But what Jesus is offering us is not pedestrian. It is a slice of life eternal. It is a slice of the very life force that pulses as the heartbeat to everything that exists and has existed or that ever will exist. That is what it means to consume Jesus. That is what it means when Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And that, my friends, is what is given to us. Because when we are given it, we then can go into the world and do what we never dreamed we could do, including living into the abundance of God, trusting that there will be enough. And as we saw yesterday, there was more than enough. Even doing something crazy like hosting an outside back-to-school bash in the middle of August, just because we want to bless and give away some of what has been given to us. Jesus is life eternal. And as one parishioner shared with me yesterday as she was sitting and watching what was happening on the grounds of grace with a smile on her face, she said these words to me. This is when the church is at her best. Loving God and loving her neighbors well. This is life eternal. In that, may we have our hope. 
In the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 